Many women hang on tightly to their past experiences and they don't realize that this keeps them stuck. When you let go, not only will you have healthy, loving, fulfilling and committed relationships, you'll also have healthier living and more energy. It's time to bring joy back. You deserve it. Welcome to Heal Past Wounds and Bring Joy Back with Andrea Lewis. On today's show, we'll help you get your life back on track and provide words of inspiration. Now, here is Andrea Lewis. Hello, and welcome to Heal Past Wounds and Bring Joy Back. I am your host, Andrea Lewis. I believe that when women heal past wounds, they are free to express themselves authentically as creative, intuitive, and powerful women. And by doing so, they light up the world with love. If you'd like to find out more about me, check out my website at andreamlewis.com. I have some free resources, an online class called Stop Replaying the Past and Worrying About the Future. In this class, you will learn the effects of suppressing our emotions the reason we get stuck in repeated patterns. You'll also learn to identify your dominant archetype when you're not resonating in your feminine power and much more. I also have um, free guided meditations, forgiveness, release your mother's pain story, grounding into the light, and meet your inner child. To work with me, I offer mediumship sessions and ancestral healing for your mother lineage. Today, we are going to talk with Dawn Herring about journaling, joyful living, and creativity. I discovered Dawn's work back in 2011 on Twitter when she hosted a weekly journal chat live. I was new to journaling and the insights I gained in the journal chats helped me deepen my journal practice. Then last year, I had a joy card reading with Dawn, and to say that Dawn embodies joy is an understatement. I cannot wait for you (laughs) to hear her. Dawn has a lot of energy and excitement. With her deep listening and her intuitive abilities, Dawn selected a card that resonated with an important area of my life. Not only did I feel uplifted from our session, I had an activity that would assist me in bringing more joy in my life. Dawn Herring is an artist using watercolor to paint, hand letter and illustrate. She's also an avid journal keeper, daily doodler, and founder of Refresh with Dawn Herring, where art and joy align. Dawn encourages folks through her newsletter, The Art of Joy, to find their creative voice thus tap into their personal power and leave their meaningful mark in the world. Dawn also encourages folks to tap into the power of journaling with her new resource, the Art of Journaling Toolbox, filled with seven power tools to keep journaling relevant, revealing, and renewing. She is inspired by vibrant color and design, which keeps her creative well full for her own art-based projects. She also loves to write music and sing with her tambourine. Dawn is 30 years married and partners in business with her husband, mom to two grown daughters and grandma to one grandson. 
Welcome, Dawn, to the Heal Past Wounds and Bring Joy Back radio show. I'm really excited to have you on. Thank you so much for inviting me, Andrea. I'm delighted to be here. Absolutely. You're, You're welcome. So in preparing for today's episode, I did a few uh, journal prompts from your new resource, the Art of Journaling Prompt Playbook. Yes, yes. I really like the questions and the doodling suggestions. It helped me get out of my head and into my, into my heart. And I find that when I'm asking questions, th- those questions were quite empowering and writing it down and looking at it, it's like, okay, it's not in my head. I can look at it. I can, I can face it. And I can't say I don't know the answer because it's right there. <laughs> well, that's fabulous. I'm so glad that the resource has been a source of empowerment and revealing for you. That's awesome. Thank you. So Dawn, tell me, tell me about your journey as an intuitive artist and designer and how it inspired you to create the art of joy. Wow. Well, I have been an artist since I was a child, and I did a lot of um, pencil work. And then once I got into high school, I tapped into pen and ink and acrylics. And, but I was always fascinated with the art of watercolor. Anytime I would see a watercolor painting, I would always be very uh, intrigued by it. And so later on in my artistic journey, uh, back in 2011, um, I decided to get some watercolors for myself and just try my hand at it and play with it. And oh my goodness, did that open things up for me. I was so ecstatic to dive into the vibrancy of watercolor and just play. Because up to that point, most of what I did was replicating from images. Mm. And when I started playing with watercolor, I was creating my own images which was a totally new experience for me. And it gave me so much joy to tap into that creative voice that was deep inside of me that I hadn't really tapped into up to that point. And so watercolor was basically a catalyst of joy for me as an artist. And although I don't use the paintbrush as much as I did, um, for several years I did it every single day. Um, Now I use uh, watercolor markers as I create my hand lettering and illustration work, and I have so much fun with it. And I so appreciate the fact that I've had this opportunity to tap into a whole new genre of art that just really, really works for me. Love it. Wow, that's wonderful. I also, I actually know the joy of watercolor because it must have been around 2011 or maybe before that, that um, I was gifted a set of watercolor and paper and I started to experiment with it. And I also took a, a class. So I was doing some landscapes and again, from, from photos. And I really, I liked it, but at the same time, watercolor um, um, had me um, with I had to be patient with the drying and oh, that was yeah. and that was a little bit of my of my hang up was like I like watercolor like the finished product but going mm-hmm. through it it was like oh, I have to, yeah, it I have requires to, I'm ready to to go to the next step yes I found it I found it really um, really um, 
beautiful. Um, yeah, I would say I would say with watercolor, the reason why you have to have that drying time is because when you when you do layers, you have to wait for the, each layer to dry in order to deepen the hue of the color that you're working with. It's called glazing, and I totally understand why that's a challenge because you have to wait in between dry times. Yes. Yes, I yes, I remember that from from the instructor in in the, in the school um, telling me that. So, what is the so? How long have you started your journaling um, practice? Have you always journaled? No, actually, I hadn't. I didn't start journaling until I met my husband. I was nineteen years old, and as soon as we were engaged, I decided that I was going to start keeping a journal. It was very sporadic in the beginning, like in the first few years, but I've been journaling for thirty years. And um, I would say that when I started homeschooling my kids, that that's when my journaling practice became really, really regular, where I was doing it several times a week. And then eventually it became daily. And then at some point it became twice a day where I would do morning and evening. I did that for probably, oh, probably 15 years. And it's only been in the last two years that I cut back to just an evening entry, but now I've used my morning time with my spiritual practice. And mm-hmm. so I use it for meditation, I use it for affirmation, I use it for um, writing down things from my card readings that I do for myself and that kind of stuff. So I think one of the biggest points with keeping your journaling relevant is doing writing about what really matters to you. And if you're, if you're focusing on, on a topic or an issue that you really like, you know, that's really important to you, it will never get boring. It will never get boring. That's why I've journaled for such a long time. 30 years is a long time. Yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree about like um, journaling about what's relevant to you because oh, it, yes. it, um, it keeps it interesting. I find it, um, and this ties into the next question, um, what is the connection between journaling and personal empowerment? And how can journaling lead to joyful living? Well, I tell you what, journaling for me has been a major power tool that I could talk about for hours. <laughs> yes, it really is. And the reason why is because it gives me a voice. I'm able to record what's up here in my head and in my heart and express it on the page. And a lot of times when I'm writing things down, I will discover something that I didn't understand before or that I just wasn't aware of. It brings a lot of awareness to my everyday living. And that's why I find it to be so imperative, really, for my creative vision and for my creative flow. It's a great place to jot down ideas for future designs and talking about how I feel about the design as I'm creating one. You know, is it working? Is it not working? What colors am I drawn to right now? There's so many things that I can do that when I pay attention to what I'm drawn to, that helps me tap into that innate joy that just livens me, lifts my spirit, and leaves me feeling fabulous. <laughs> yes, and it comes through, it comes through um, in, in your energy, in your, in your voice, and exactly what you said, like I was going to answer it to some degree. And I said, no, this, this, 
I, um, Dawn is the expert, but I, ha- I have the same experience with, with journaling. It didn't start out that way. For me, it started out with me just getting, getting the um, anxiety, releasing anxiety. Oh, yeah. And, and, and then I started to see, wait, well, how do I move past this anxiety? It's on the page. However, I'm still <laughs> in my <laughs> life. I'm kind of still feeling stuck. So mm. I started to use it. Eventually, I started to like ask myself questions like I would might ask myself, um, what lesson am I learning? And then I would wait and listen for the answer and then uh, sort of do a dialogue in, in my journal. So I find it, I find it rewarding. Um, uh, I get insight through my journaling practice. Absolutely. Dialoguing is actually one of my favorite ways to tap into the higher self and getting answers to your questions. Absolutely. That's a very empowering approach to writing a journal entry. I've, I've done that many times and it yeah. works. It's actually amazing how well it works. If you haven't tried it, try it because it really does help. Oh yeah. And I second that. So we will take a short break And when we return, we'll be talking to Dawn Hearing about journaling, joyful living, and creativity. We'll be back. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Do you still feel guilty for not resolving disagreements and misunderstandings with a loved one in spirit? Are you still angry with your family member? Do you feel stuck, lost, and without a purpose? It doesn't have to be this way. Through Andrea's mediumship reading sessions, experience a burden being lifted and begin the journey of reconciliation and forgiveness. If you're ready to heal past wounds and bring joy back, go to andreamlewis.com to book your session today. Again, that's andreamlewis.com. Are you a woman who is afraid to be seen and heard because your mother was highly critical? Did you constantly try to get your mother's approval, but no matter how hard you tried, you never felt good enough? Through Andrea's Akashic Reading Sessions, shift from being passive to assertive. Begin to trust yourself and find a balance between giving and receiving. If you're ready to heal your mother lineage and move forward, go to andreamlewis.com to book your session today. Again, that's andreamlewis.com. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Heal Past Wounds and Bring Joy Back with your host, Andrea Lewis. To reach the show today, feel free to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Andrea M. Lewis at Outlook.com. Now back to the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Um, we, were, we were talking to Don Herring about um, journaling, joyful living, and creativity. So, Don, on your website, you write... There is an art to living in joy, but it doesn't have to be complicated. Keeping your joy simple is key. So could you talk to the listeners about how to keep your joy simple? Ah, yes. Joy does not have to be complicated. 
I think one of the first things that I like to do when it comes to joy in my own life is to focus on my favorites, whether it's my favorite color or my favorite song or my favorite outfit for wardrobe joy, which I happen to wear right now. Um, just tapping into things that you're automatically drawn to and giving yourself permission to follow that rabbit hole of curiosity because we all have that. You know what I'm saying? We all have things that we know we love. And so why not make that a part of your everyday life? You know, even food joy, eating a meal that you really love to eat that just tastes fabulous to you. Have it on a more regular basis so you can enjoy it more. For me, relishing the moment is a wonderful way to tap into joy because it's so easy for us to experience something and then move on. Whereas when you experience it and, you, and you're more mindful and you're more present in that moment, oh my goodness, the joy just erupts. You know, for me, at least it's, that's the way it is for, for me. And I, I've noticed lately when I've been eating the meals that really bring me food joy, I sit there and I close my eyes and just enjoy the bite and just enjoy the flavors and the textures that are in my mouth. You know what I'm saying? So joy can be so easy. We just need to be more mindful and say, well, what am I going to wear today? Am I going to pull out my favorite color? Do I even have my favorite color in my wardrobe. And if I don't, I better put some in there so I can wear what I love. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh. So yes, joy can be very simple. Oh my goodness. Like that lights me up. That, uh, I just love that. I love how you bring it to like the everyday, the very simplest, the easiest things. Whereas some of us can think that joy is like, it has to be like a um, something bigger than, than it actually is, like our relationship, the career has to, well, sure, those things matter, mm -hmm. but I believe that it's the small steps taken day-to-day, moment-to-moment that leads to the bigger to the bigger joy. And I just love how um, you bring it to this day-to-day to -day because it's like you become more mindful in the moment instead of rushing through your day, rushing to the next thing, and which depletes our energy, whereas this is you focus on the moment, it actually expands your energy. Oh, absolutely it does. And it, it really kind of forces you to slow down because you're sitting there enjoying your meal. Why should you rush through it to get on to the next thing? Why should you rush through that book to get on to the next title or rush through whatever it is you're doing, you know, getting the kids off to slow down, give yourself some flexible time so that you can be quiet each day, so that you can tap into your inner voice and record those intuitive impulses that are coming your, in your direction. Because when you pay close attention to what you're drawn to and to what your intuition is telling you, and you actually record it and then follow it, that will bring you more joy because you're paying attention to what your heart is telling you. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, and I, I, I learned that, I learned that, um, I learned that um, mostly last year. I mean, I had been slowing down for the past few years, but specifically last year, I was going through a lot of transformation and I would be sitting in stillness and then um, just listening, listening to my inner voice. And then I would get, you know, a little something come through and then I would just record it in my journal. 
And I'm like, okay, this doesn't really make sense to me yet. And then I would either do some creative activity or go for a walk and I'd come back and I'd get some more insight. Mm -hmm. And then eventually I'd be able to put, you know, I started to get, gain more clarity. And then I found, um, even though the changes were putting me out of my comfort zone, I found that listening, finding a way to slow down and listen, I was building, I was gaining more trust into the changes that I was making. I was, because I was understanding, I wasn't just like, and I was actually learning as we talked about um, earlier, I started to dialogue a little bit more and I was, I was getting clarity and I was gaining understanding and I was like, Oh, when, when did I do this before? <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. But yeah, you're right. You're so right. The journaling is a very powerful experience, especially if we want to live a more joyful life. Um, oh, absolutely. I would, I would contribute that, Journaling is the perfect way to keep a track record mm. of your intuitive impulses and what your higher self is telling you. And as you write it down and then follow it, and then you're able to write down what happens as a result yes. of what you listened to. And when you see the result of that, you're like, like you said, why didn't I do that before? <laughs> yes, <laughs> It's like, it, it really helps to build trust in listening to your heart and into your intuitive inner wisdom that we're all innately endowed with. So when we do that, we're not only honoring what we're hearing and we're engaging in those things that we're drawn to, but it also shows us who we are and why we're here. It helps us tap more directly into our purpose, which is really an awesome place to be. Because when you're discovering that, when you know why you're here, and you just totally get aligned with that purpose, oh my goodness, if that's not joy, I don't know what is. Yeah, that, what you just said lit me up because actually that's what was, um, <laughs> that was part of my transformation last year was discovering my big mission, and which I didn't know. And when I discovered it, I was like, I, ha- I had to like, I had to sit with it for a few days and just kind of like, okay, wow, I had no idea. Mm. And I was blown away. And this was what I was kind of writing in my, like, I look at my journal as, a, as my companion. As oh, like, yes. I, I, I was like, wow. Like, I was talking like as if like, like if it was a person, I knew it was my higher self, like my higher self looking. But on the paper, I was just like, wow, this blew me away. I had no idea. And it's, it's a very powerful experience. And so... When I mentored women during my empowerment training, and I would recommend that they start a journaling practice, they immediately resisted. They would say things like, oh, I am not a good writer. I don't want to look at my thoughts. I used to have a journaling practice, but I wasn't consistent. Mm -hmm. I don't have time. So I know you already touched, we already touched on the gifts of journaling, Um, but could you... um, Talk about your journaling resources, like um, the Art of Journaling Toolbox and the Power Tool of Journaling, um, how this could be helpful for someone who is resistant to journaling. Well, you know, it's easy to get into a rut. It really is. It's easy to just go around in circles with the same thoughts, the same, the same story, the same pain, the same issues that you're, that you're grappling with. And so the resource that I created which is the Art of Journaling uh, Toolbox, has seven different approaches to a journaling practice, to whatever 
journal entry you want to write. It gives you so many different options. And so when you look at the list, you can say, well, which one am I drawn to? What, do I want to write a list? Do I want to do some dialogue? Do I want to answer a question? There's just so many different ways that we can go about it. And when we, when we pick something that's on the list that we feel drawn to, and then we bring it to our journal, it can, it can break, break us out of the rut that we're in and put us into a more empowering place because we don't know what's going to come out. We don't know what it's going to and, and journaling is a very intuitive process in itself. And so when you use that intuition to choose which way you want to go with your journal entry, and then you follow through with it, and you just don't know what you're going to discover about yourself, which is why I say that it renews. Because when you, when you, when you tap into journaling, journaling can help renew your sense of who you are, uh, a sense of your creative voice, a sense of what direction you want to go in each day. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a long-term vision. It can just be right now. Where am I going to go today? What is my next step toward joy today? And just writing a list of what's bringing you joy right now is a great place to start. Absolutely, because that can change from day to day. Yeah, and um, do you... Do you have like um? Do you recommend a specific time for journaling, or does that really even like you know how long should someone journal, or does that even matter, or is that like a personal preference? I think it's an absolutely personal preference. For me, I love journaling in the evening when I'm ready to relax and kind of wind down from my day, and I just want to express what happened in my day, what I was excited about, what upset me, because, you know, you got to get that out of your system, you know, at the end of the day. And so I recommended evening journaling practice. But at the same time, I also use the morning time to tap into my connection with spirit, with meditations and affirmations and really paying attention to the messages that I'm getting from spirit as I do my studies and you know, I write my songs in my journals. So I have so many different things that I do in my journaling practice that it just works at any time of the day. But I, I would say that you need to work with what works for you, whether yes. it's sitting at the table, you know, having a cup of coffee and writing down a few sentences, or maybe you want to just look at, take a really close look at your schedule and see what you're doing in your schedule. Literally write down what you do in a day and then find a space where you can literally make, you know, remove something out that you don't necessarily have to do and put journaling in or just make it a part of your everyday life, you know, like make it a part of your routine where it feels natural and aligned and where you look forward to it. Yes, I completely agree with that. Like for me, I, I, my preference is to journal um, in the mornings because mm -hmm. I find that journaling grounds me in the moment and also I'm doing my spiritual practice so any insights I get in that moment I will record them in my journal plus the evening prior um, because I find it's easier for me to just ease into ease into my day and if I have time to like if something comes up later in the day then I will go back to to my journal and add something if I can't if I just can't wait yeah, there you go. And I love it when a person gets to a point where they just have to write it down. Yes. Where they just can't resist. I have to write this down in my journal. Absolutely. And that's the way I want them to always feel, where they look forward to it so much that they can't wait to pull it out and write down what they did today. 
Yes. Write down how they aligned with who they are, how they mm. found joy today. It's the perfect catalyst for yes. personal empowerment. Absolutely. For sure, for sure. <laughs> so we will take a short break. And when we come back, we'll talk to Don Herring about joyful living, journaling, and creativity. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you still feel guilty for not resolving disagreements and misunderstandings with a loved one in spirit? Are you still angry with your family member? Do you feel stuck, lost, and without a purpose? It doesn't have to be this way. Through Andrea's mediumship reading sessions, experience a burden being lifted and begin the journey of reconciliation and forgiveness. If you're ready to heal past wounds and bring joy back, go to andreamlewis.com to book your session today. Again, that's andreamlewis.com. Are you a woman who is afraid to be seen and heard because your mother was highly critical? Did you constantly try to get your mother's approval, but no matter how hard you tried, you never felt good enough? Through Andrea's Akashic Reading Sessions, shift from being passive to assertive. Begin to trust yourself and find a balance between giving and receiving. If you're ready to heal your mother lineage and move forward, go to andreamlewis.com to book your session today. Again, that's andreamlewis.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for voice America. Are listening to Heal Past Wounds and Bring Joy Back with your host, Andrea Lewis. To reach the show today, feel free to call in to 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to Andrea M. Lewis at Outlook.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. We were talking to Don Herring about journaling, um, creative living, joyful living, and creativity. So, Don, um, I was doing a bit of research on the types of journals, such as gratitude, dream journal, art journal, and in preparing for today's interview, I I discovered a coincidence journal. I had I had never heard of had never heard of that. So it's it's a the purpose is to record all the synchronicities on a daily basis. So I personally use a dream journal, a ritual journal an art journal, and a personal experience journal to help me focus on those areas in my life and have quick access when I reread them. So what, what are your thoughts about um, keeping different types of journals and what type, type of journal or journals do you keep? Oh, boy, this is one of my favorite subjects, one of my favorite questions so far. Um, I keep a personal journal where I write in my evening time, and I also create a visual doodle where I 
uh, write a word or a phrase that just encapsulates my day and honors my experience. And I've been doing that for about seven or eight years now. Every day I create a, a visual doodle. And I do share some of those on social media. I'm sure that some people have seen them because I like to share them. They're so much fun to make. They really are. So that's the first thing that I do. And then in the morning time, I have several journals. I have one where I write down sacred text and my response to that sacred text. I also have one that I keep uh, for uh, writing down sacred text and then responding in poetry form. And then I respond again in song. So that particular journal has all of my lyrics that I've written down for different songs that I've written in the last year and a half since I've been writing music and playing my tambourine. So that's, that's a really big deal. And then I have several other journals. I have one that I keep that I write lists in, you know, like what's really making me happy or what's really making me sad or whatever it is. And I always try to keep it balanced so that I can see both sides of the picture. And then I also take notes in that journal, you know, from like different things I'm listening to or watching, you know, things like courses and podcast episodes that inspire me and that kind of stuff. And then I have another journal that I keep where I create headers, uh, visual headers for my blog and my website and for my uh, resources like my Art of Journaling Toolbox and the Art of Journaling Prompt Playbook, which are both available when you subscribe. And that journal, um, I also created the, um, the designs that are now in my art store. My Joy Design Series is featured in my art store, and that's where I did all of those designs in that particular journal. And I just ordered another one for my next uh, design series that I'm also working on. So those are the ones that I can think of right off the top of my head. I do have an art journal that I have open in my studio here, but I have not been regular with it in probably three years. It's been a very sporadic uh, approach because I've been so busy with my hand lettering that I haven't done as much in my art journal. But I was in, I was a practicing art journal keeper for about six years on a regular basis. And I have like two full ones and I'm working on my third. So I have that open, but it's been a little bit lonely over there. <laughs> I've got lots of ideas, but I haven't exactly tapped into it recently. But yes, my daily journal and then my spiritual practice journals and my my list writing journals and my note taking journals and that kind of stuff. So yeah, I have a lot of different ones. Now, you know, when you're first starting out, I would suggest keeping one journal, you know, until you find that there's a particular topic that you're really drawn to that you want to do more with. And then I would suggest breaking out into another form so that you have space to really express yourself and tap into that topic as deeply as you want to go. I think that's really important. And that's, that's pretty much what I would suggest. Um, I mean, of course, there may be some people out there who are really, really visual versus text-based. Mm -hmm. So if you want to just go with an art journal and then maybe just a couple, write a couple things on the page as you're expressing yourself or cut out letters and, you know, create a, a spread with a message that means a lot to you. That's a lot of times what I do when I do practice my art journaling. So that's what I would say. I would say you got to go with what feels good to you. What, what's going to bring you the most joy? Because I would never want you to feel in your journaling practice that it's an obligation 
that it's a task or a job or just one more thing to add to your to-do list. We don't want to ever have that kind of energy. It needs to be something that comes from down in your, in your soul where you just feel drawn to it. And it's something that is just going to help you tap into your creative voice and lifts your spirit and leaves you feeling fabulous. Cause that's, that's the whole reason behind keeping a journal for me. It really yeah. is. Uh, yeah. And that's the whole reason why I keep a journal too. Um, you know, and it's never felt like an obligation. It's like what we, what we said um, before the break was like, you know, I, there are times where I'm just like, oh, I have to write this down to, just to get it out of my head. But it's also like I look at it as a companion just to, I have to, I have to share this. I'm sharing this with my higher self. Like I, I finally heard what, what wanted to come through. And, and this is like a, an aha moment. I need to celebrate this. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's one of the greatest reasons to keep a journal is to celebrate and relish, you know, the, the experiences that you're having that are life changing. You know, even if it's just a thought that comes to mind where you all of a sudden you got major clarity on something that's yes. worth celebrating all the time. Oh, and there was one other journal that I forgot to mention. My dream journal. Yes. I write my night dreams down. First thing is as soon as I get up in the morning and sometimes I even take a few notes in the middle of the night if I remember something and I'm afraid I'll forget it. Yeah. So, yes, I'm an avid dream journal keeper, too. Yeah. And um, do you. Do you have, uh, what are your thoughts about an electronic journal and a paper journal? Like, is there a preference? Is that a personal preference? I, I think I've read a lot about both. And I've read people who have done, you know, you know, different blog posts that I've read about people who have done research on it. And they say that there is a definite connection between the body and the mind that when you take your hand and write it down with your pen or pencil or whatever implement you're using to express yourself, that there's a connection, a visceral scientific connection that takes place between the mind, the body, and the heart. And so that's why I primarily use written journaling. I don't keep a, a digital journal. Now, for those who do, if, if that's all you want to do, I think that's fantastic because at least you're doing something with it. You know what I'm saying? But it's not my preference. I, I really, I love the pen to page. There's just something about, you know, grounding yourself, like what you said before, you know, that that's part of the process of putting your body into it when you're writing. You yeah, know? I I agree. Like I, I find the um, writing to paper um, a better connection, but also too, um, part of my journal ritual is like actually choosing the the booklet the you know the 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 right book the right pen it took me years to like find the right it, it was part of the process for me it was like a ritual for me yeah and, yeah and then when I open a new one it was like ah <laughs> it, 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 it brings me it brings me joy um so on your website you write we are all artists of our own lives. We can create the kind of lives we desire that we want to fully embrace. So could you talk to the listeners more about this, Dawn? Oh, yes. Most people probably don't see themselves as an artist at all. They say, well, if I don't draw or paint or create something, you know, with my hands that I'm not really an artist. Well, I beg to differ. 
we are all artists of our life because what you think about, what you talk about, what you write down, what you uh, engage in, every single step that you take every day, you're creating your day with what you're doing. And so when you're mindful of the fact that that's true, you can be more deliberate about your choices. You know, whether it's what you're eating, what you're wearing, what you're reading, what you're watching, what you're consuming, uh, who you're engaging with, uh, how you're doing business. I mean, there's just so many different things that, that we have to be aware, cognizant of. And because we're most of the time on autopilot, yes. we don't really pay attention to those things very deliberately. So when you deliberately choose to be mindful about those things, you become and you are the artist of your life because you're creating every day that you experience. Now, of course, there are things in life that we don't expect, unexpected things that come up, you know, that might be upsetting or, you know, just kind of throws us off a little bit out of our comfort zone or out of our schedule or whatever it is. But how we respond to those things also helps us to recognize that I can be the artist of my life in the way I re respond to things that, I, that were unexpected. So for me, although I am a visual artist, I create art every day, whether it's my doodling or my hand lettering or my painting or whatever it is I'm working on, to me, being the artist of my life is knowing how to take good care of myself, uh, self-care, quiet, connection with spirit, um, just all the things that I do that I know are going to make a difference in how I feel every day, saying no when I need to, which is, I know, really hard for some people, you know, because saying no means that, that whatever you're saying no to is not going to get your attention. But to me, that's essential. And being the artist of your life is making those deliberate choices to find joy, to align with who you are, and to lift your spirit and leave you feeling fabulous. Oh, wow. That really resonates with me. Um, it, it goes back to what we were talking about and what you just said too, mindful, being conscious. And what kept coming up for me, uh, I put it in simplest terms is, you know, are we creating in love or are we creating our lives based in fear? Like where are we resonating? And our lives are going to reflect back to us um, where we're resonating, but what we were talking about earlier is just people tend to rush and rush and rush and they think, Oh, I have no choice or, or I have to, I have to, I have to No, we don't have to. You get to choose how you feel moment to moment. Absolutely. You get to choose what you were just saying, how you react. If somebody's yelling at you, are you going to yell back at them or are you going to, I'm not saying you have to express gratitude or send them love, <laughs> set the boundary and you listen, I, I'm, I deserve to be treated. You don't have to tell them that you deserve to be treated better, but you know that you deserve to be treated better. And you're like, come back and talk to you when, when I'm calmer. And that's coming from a place of self love, loving yes. yourself enough. So yeah, I, I just love that, that we're creating our lives moment to moment based on how we're showing up, whether in we're in love or in fear. Mm, that's a fascinating insight. Absolutely. So we will take a short break, and when we come back, we'll talk to Don Herring about journaling, joyful living, and creativity. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. 
the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Do you still feel guilty for not resolving disagreements and misunderstandings with a loved one in spirit? Are you still angry with your family member? Do you feel stuck, lost, and without a purpose? It doesn't have to be this way. Through Andrea's mediumship reading sessions, experience a burden being lifted and begin the journey of reconciliation and forgiveness. If you're ready to heal past wounds and bring joy back, go to andreamlewis.com to book your session today. Again, that's andreamlewis.com. Are you a woman who is afraid to be seen and heard because your mother was highly critical? Did you constantly try to get your mother's approval, but no matter how hard you tried, you never felt good enough? Through Andrea's Akashic Reading Sessions, shift from being passive to assertive. Begin to trust yourself and find a balance between giving and receiving. If you're ready to heal your mother lineage and move forward, go to andreamlewis.com to book your session today. Again, that's andreamlewis.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are listening to Heal Past Wounds and Bring Joy Back with your host, Andrea Lewis. To reach the show today, feel free to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Andrea M. Lewis at Outlook.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. We were talking to Don Herring about journaling, joyful living, and creativity. So, Dawn, you mentioned earlier about your Joy Design series, and my personal favorite is the Embrace Joy art print. So, could you explain to the listeners what this series is, and where can they find out more about about your series? Oh, my goodness. Yes, they can go to my website at www.dawnherring.net, and my art store link is right on the homepage at the top. And what I did was um, I took... Uh, a series of phrases that I often use, like joy lifts my spirit and leaves me feeling fabulous. Uh, joy makes my heart sing. Uh, embrace joy, which is what you just mentioned. There are seven different um, designs in the Joy Design series. And if you go to my art store, there's a whole bunch of products that feature my designs, like phone cases and um, greeting cards, um, stickers, you know, tabletop things like, uh, you know, like storage uh, cases. And um, there's a whole bunch of different things that they can check out that that my Joy Design series is featured in. And that's um, at my, it's called Society6, where I have my art store. And I just launched that last December. So it's fairly new to refresh with Don Herring here. And um, it's hand lettering and illustration is what uh, is what I'm working with with my uh, Winsor Newton watercolor markers and paper castell 
artist pit pens that I use. And uh, I'm really, I'm really, really enjoying tapping in to the joy of creating art and then offering it to my audience uh, in the commercial market. So I'm having a lot of fun with it. I've got another series that I already started working on and I may be launching something in the watercolor field, uh, more Ooh. painting. Yes, I'm so excited. Um, I'm hoping to launch it sometime this month. Uh, I'm getting that ready right now behind the scenes. So you can look forward to that. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's where, where we're at with, uh, with, my, with my projects. I also offer a um, Dawn's Dynamic Designs hand lettering and illustration for small business owners. For those who want to um, have vibrant art that's customizable to their favorite colors, to their website palette, uh, where they can use headers and drawings that I do uh, by hand to celebrate and to share their services and products that they sell. So that's something that I offer as well. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. So do you remember the first time you opened a blank page of your journal? How did you feel and how did this set you on the path of creativity? Mm, the first journal that I opened, that would have been the first journal that I purchased when I met my husband because <laughs> that's when I started. And I would say that I had this real innate desire to record my story to record exactly how I was feeling and why I was choosing to go in the path that I was going into and what it meant to me. So I guess it, it was really an empowering step right from the start because it gave me a voice. It gave me a place to express how I was feeling emotionally, relationally. Um, yeah. And of course, over the years, my journaling practice has been an innate part of my creativity because not only do I have a place to write down what I want to do, but I also uh, can follow up with what I'm working on. What's working for me? What's not working for me? Why didn't that work out? How come this sketchbook isn't as good as that sketchbook? You know, that kind of thing. So my journaling practice is a place where I can always come back to the things that really matter to me and bring me joy. So that's, that's really, that's it in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, wonderful, wonderful. And what kept coming up for me is, have you kept your journal? Have you I have kept, I've, I've, I've kept all of them. Much oh to my, my goodness. Yes, I have kept all of them. I have Rubbermaids full of journals and I have them all, well, right now I have them all up in a closet, but yes, I do. I have a lot of journals and they're all written. They're all handwritten. So yeah, and I use the, the, the bigger ones that are blank. I, I switched to a bigger journal about five years ago because I felt as if I was writing too small, like I was thinking too small with a smaller journal with lines on it, which is what I used for years and years and years and years. And it's only been in the last five or six years that I've been, I, that I decided to go bigger. And so instead of getting a, a typical journal with lines, I've been get, buying sketchbooks that are blank so that I can, you know, right. And it took a little while to get used to it because there was no lines yeah. there to guide my sentences. But then I started doodling and that, that, oh my goodness, I have had so much fun with my doodling practice. So it just keeps things wide open. I can do a, a mind map on something. I can ask yes. questions. I can, you know, if I really wanted to, I could probably 
you know, glue in some images, although I don't do that yet, although I've had a yearning for that on occasion, you know, where I've thought about putting, you know, an image as a, like a journaling prompt or something, you know, that encapsulates what I'm thinking or feeling at the moment. Maybe one day I'll do that. (laughs) So what is the reason, see, I'm the opposite. I don't have any of my journals. Like I have from the last few years and I'm planning to, I actually have a ritual and I, I, I get rid of my journals. Like I find it very liberating to like let go. How do, you do? Like, How do you do that? Well, I don't have a, ideally I would like to have a bonfire to, <laughs> <laughs> seriously, I'd like to have a, a bonfire, but I actually just actually tear them up, like tear up the pages. Oh and then my I, goodness, and then I, really? I, and then I recycle them wow. and I actually find it very liberating. Wow. It's like wow. symbolic of letting go. The yes. And sometimes I'll go through them and I'll be like, look at how far I've come. Mm. Wow. You know, I've actually heard of people doing that where they either rip them up or they just throw them in the garbage or, or they burn them. I've, I've actually heard of that. I don't know why, but every time I have actually attempted to go through my journals and reread them and like just take passages out of them that I don't want to miss. But it feels so daunting to me because mm. I have 30 years worth. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, am I ever going to get through this? No, I don't think so. I, I, I gave up after a while. I was just like, you know what? I'd rather just keep writing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, Dawn, our time has, has gone so quickly. I had it a few more happen. questions. But mm-hmm. thank you, thank you, Dawn, for joining me today. Um, is there anything that you'd like the listeners to know about you and your work? Well, they can go to dawnherring.net, like I said before. They're welcome to subscribe and get my Art of Journaling Toolbox and Art of Journaling Prompt Playbook. If they are interested in starting a journaling practice or if they need a little boost, you know, if they're lagging a little bit and they want to be more consistent, um, I would highly recommend that. And then, of course, they will automatically receive the Art of Joy weekly newsletter where I share about my uh, artistic process and my life on my blog and and I give them tips on how to find their creative voice so that's what I would recommend yep and Dawn is also very active on social media Instagram and in her journal chat live Facebook group as well as the art of joy Facebook group absolutely they're welcome to connect with me there I would love to see them there absolutely yeah thank you thank you everyone for joining me today I would love to know, did you have an aha moment about anything in this episode? You can email me at Andrea M. Lewis at Outlook.com. Next week, I'll be talking about how it's never too late to heal the past. Until next time, I hope that you do, I hope that you do something that brings you joy because you're worth it. Thank you so much for joining us today on Heal Past Wounds and Bring Joy Back. Your host, Andrea Lewis, will be back live next Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope to have you back next week as a part of our show. 